Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with me, Matt Ford, and in Northamptonshire... Me, Matt Dyson. Hi there. Now, Dyson, this is the... Um, we're now in a groove with this retro rock and roll football show that we're doing every Saturday where we take commentary... Well, not commentary. We relive amazing games from the past. Yeah, yeah. Goal alerts, goal updates as they happened all those years ago. Uh, really exciting one today with these League Cup finals. Some of the greatest games from my childhood featuring today. They're brilliant. Also, we have a string of stories from the week in football that are unbelievable, that may have gone under the radar, given that everything else is happening. And I have to say, having just recorded the show, a lot of them involve filth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There seems, that seems to be the theme running through all the football-related stories. Uh, they sort of involve coping with uh, the lockdown and uh, being a bit saucy at the same time. <laughs> Welcome to the sauciest rock and roll football <laughs> podcast of all time. Enjoy. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's Rock and Roll Football and Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson, both coming to you from our respective homes. Matt, how are you? I'm okay, thank you, Fordy. How's tricks with you? Yes, very good. I haven't left the house for, um, I think, 11 days now. Yeah, at all. It's, we- it's weird, isn't it? Not even for your daily allotted hour of exercise. Not even for my morning constitutional. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that what they called it in olden times? Yeah, I think they did, yeah. A brisk walk <laughs> to the newspaper shop and then back home for a cup of tea. Yeah, because um, obviously different people have to behave differently even during a lockdown. And because of my asthma medication, I'm having to shield. Oh, yes. Which means I'm not allowed to leave the house for the 12-week period at all. Oh, so you Um, can... So not even once a day. You can't do any exercise for the whole time. That's great news, isn't it? You can just sit back and relax. Well, not quite. Um, I've ordered an exercise bike, which came yesterday. Oh, yes, that's right. you got it now, have you? Brilliant. I've got it, yeah. It's a foldable exercise bike. So um, <laughs> maybe some updates on that as, um, you, as my fitness it yet? doesn't progress. You know what? I had a little poodle around on it, but I was riding it. <laughs> I rode it yesterday around. like I was kind of just on the rounds, you know, like I was delivering uh, eggs right. to a rural yeah, yeah. community. Were you like sh- Showing off to Laura going, oh, look, I can do it in no hands. Check me out. Yeah, doing wheelies down the middle of the living room. Oh, no, 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 I'm not at that. I've still got the stabilisers on. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, yeah. It's got sort. a little bell on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in this period of isolation, on a Saturday, the usual fare would be that you give us a rundown of the hot Premier League action we can expect. But what are yeah. you doing it about today? Well, I've had to look around for inspiration from elsewhere. Lockdown sporting excitement. Excellent. Here we go. Here's Matt Dyson's rundown of lockdown sporting excitement. Live sporting action is pretty hard to come by these days with commentators resorting to coverage of people crossing roads, lasagna making and dogs eating bowls of food. Aside from the Premier League in Belarus, which is carrying on seemingly oblivious to the global pandemic, the return of football seems to be a long way off. ITV are showing Euro 96 in full soon and Match of the Day have announced they're going to show repeats of old classic games. It seems we are leading the way here on rock and roll football with some red hot league cup finals on the way and more goal of the month montages i'm so desperate for live sport i've started betting in play during joe wick's body coaching sessions i had a 20 to 1 
and a 20 to 1 accumulator on the body coach uh, doing at least three star jumps during his half hour PE session on YouTube. The cross between Jamie Oliver motivator or Heston Blumenthal meets Mad Lizzie for the older listeners uh, did not <laughs> let me down as he left the nation sweating in their living rooms the smart money is also on Oti Mabuse uh, doing a frozen dance routine at some point in the next few days the former Strictly Dancer turned talent judge has already done Trolls and Mary Poppins it's a red hot tip put your mortgage on it I'm like the John McCrick of YouTube exercise <laughs> tutorials don't worry I won't stop calling my wife Booby that's weird uh, but I am, I am using some of those bookmakers' arm gestures right now in the front room of my house. As I tell you, the third and final part of my in-play homeschooling PE lesson, Acker Boost, is some form of downward dog being deployed in Monday's cosmic yoga session. Can I cash out now? The fun has definitely stopped. Oh, yes! Dyson, genius! I think that was the Smart. best one ever. That's what I'm resorting to, you know. Oh, that was so much fun. That is the highlight of my week. <laughs> You're too kind. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Now, an extraordinary row has broken out this week between former United and England right-back Gary Neville and the Secretary of State for Health, Matt Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Dyson, what on earth has been happening? No one ever saw this coming on Monday Night Football, did they? <laughs> no, he's not. They've not been in the studio together. Maybe that'll be the next thing. They could go for everything on one of those replay machines where they analyse games on. Uh, I'd love to see Gary Neville doing that with the health secretary. Who, who saw this one coming? What a bizarre turn up for the books. And Gary Neville has been very rude, hasn't he? He's really been a bit. We can't even say what he's been saying. We can't. We can't. We can't uh, quote his tweets. But that's a really good idea, though, to have Matt Hancock explaining the government's reaction to coronavirus using the technology of Sky Sports. (laughs) I circled the Nightingale Hospital here. (laughs) Now, that doesn't move, so you don't need to watch that. It's the ambulances bringing people in, and look at the pace. Yeah, just look at the replay on this uh, ambulance arriving. There you go. There's the drop-off. Smooth. Perfect. So we're asking you, and we have been asking you on social media all week, at R&R Football, what footballers would you put into the cabinet? Gary Neville is basically the leader of the opposition at the moment. Um, (laughs) I mean, some people have been getting in touch. I'd have Roy Keane as chief whip. Oh yes, discipline. Scared to death, you would never, you would never refuse to toe the party line if Roy Keane was in charge. My lord, that would be a zero rebellion government. <laughs> in fact, the only numbers you'd lose are ones that had mysteriously disappeared after speaking to Roy Keane. <laughs> I think Neville Southall would be in my cabinet because, you know, oh, you see nice. these, you don't really know much about footballers when you're a kid. And I thought Neville Southall was this big, scruffy Everton goalkeeper. You thought, oh, well, he just seems like a normal footballer. Now on Twitter, he's some sort of revolutionary social justice campaigner. He's like turned into Citizen Smith. But I didn't see that coming. So I think I'd, I'd certainly give him a role in the cabinet just for a laugh. Uh, I'd put Stuart Pearce at defence. Oh, of course. Solid. He would intimidate countries around the world. No one would be messing with us. Absolutely. Uh, strong on the international stage. As uh, Stuart Cottage got in touch and said, Darren Anderton for health secretary. <laughs> I don't think he's taking this seriously. Of course. I think some people are having a laugh at this, Dice. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Got some amazing. Uh, Eamon Prescott, very astute this. Robbie Fowler at housing. Oh, nice. Uh, Chris Sansom on Twitter says, Nigel Pearson should be the speaker. And I like that. I think that would work perfectly well. He would, he would keep order. Ostriches. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> you got a few an more ostrich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the great insults of, uh, of peacetime. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pearson time. Yeah. We've got a few more of these uh, for you, as well as... Some vintage football from three o'clock. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. As we all know, it's really important to follow the official government advice. That's why I'm staying at home for 12 weeks, not leaving the house at all because of the asthma medication I'm on. Uh, and footballers yeah. have been helping with the message. Jack Grealish tweeted um, <laughs> about the... Yeah. About the yeah you know where this Jack. is going already. Sorry. Yeah, I think we've all seen this story, haven't we? This well, one. if you haven't, yeah. um, Dyson's <laughs> wheezing laugh may well have... Um, Giving you a hint. He tweeted about the importance of staying at home and then went to his mate's house yeah. and crashed his car. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. I mean, it couldn't have and gone was... worse for him, Matt. No, yeah. And the, so he had, he did a little video message saying, oh, we'll all stay in. And then he had to do a, another video message, a sort of climb down one going, yeah, uh, sorry about that. Um, obviously, I look like an idiot here. <laughs> but, oh, just so painful. So unlucky for Greenish, and he's there, of course, he's outside the car and in his socks and sliders, classic football attire. They're, whenever they're not playing, they're wearing socks and sliders, every single footballer, Jack Greenish included. I think if he'd have worn proper you notice- footwear, he might not have gotten this problem. Yeah, but if you if you noticed his sliders, you'd have seen he was wearing one black slipper and one white sandal. Oh, was he? Oh, yes, he was. No, he, had right. yeah. Yeah, he had on shoes. He had on shoes. It wasn't bad I just, enough. I just saw. I just saw the one slider and sock. But you're right. What is going on in this house at the moment? He looked like he nipped to the news agents to get some Chris for his mum. But I would. Who does that? I never go even to the news agent. I still wear matching footwear. I mean, that seems to be. Uh, so he's got one slipper on one foot, and then his mate's got a slider in his arm. What's going on? What, what, what do they get up to in their spare time? What is this, some sort of game? God, no. I mean, knowing Grealish, he'll have probably tweeted about wearing odd shoes last week and then immediately <laughs> contradicted himself. The man's all yeah, over the place. Yeah. Yeah. There was a great yes. um, quote in, in one of the tabloids, from apparently from an eyewitness, said, Jack Grealish was stood next to his car, rowing with a security guard. It was strange to see an England ace looking so unkempt and dishevelled. Who speaks like that? An England ace. Such a made-up quote, isn't it? I know. You'll never guess what I saw in town the other day. None other than Spurs Supremo, Jose Mourinho, 57. (laughs) Exactly. Just putting words into people's mouths, making up quotes like the tabloidese that we all speak, don't we? Uh, Don't we? Uh, Roly-poly funny man Matt Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Roly-poly, I've got an exercise bike. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just using I'm just Probably using what the tabloids would say I don't even think it oh that's r- radio funny man you could have gone <laughs> yeah. with wacky wacky funny man uh, oh no they call <laughs> you man of a man of a thousand voices <laughs> Matt Ford 37 man of seven voices <laughs> there's a great quote in it as well from someone else says Jack told us to stay indoors and then did exactly the opposite <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that is true. I mean, he can't argue with I that. I love that. Just in case you hadn't joined the dots. Hang on. She's tweet- he's tweeted to stay indoors. <laughs> then he's gone She's outside and crashed the car. Now, I'm not, I'm not seeing the link. What am I? I know there's a connection between these two things, but I just can't figure it out. He told us to wear matching shoes to go out, and then he did the opposite. <laughs> contradiction, that man. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We've got some amazing suggestions here on Twitter for footballers who should go into the cabinet. Someone said Secretary of State for International Trade, Harry Redknapp. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Oh, he would sort some lovely deals out for us, wouldn't he? Speaking to the media from the window of his car. Oh, it'd be lovely. Uh, Jose... (laughs) Jose Mourinho as Prime Minister. Simple. Bex Jones, of course. Jose for PM. It's been staring us in the face. I don't know why we didn't think of this. Um, Someone has said, actually, Connor Pope on Twitter has said, Pep Guardiola in charge of social care. He'd only last a couple of years before burning out, but he'd completely fix the one job he had. (laughs) Yes. He's really thought of that. Yeah, he has really thought about that. That's true about with Jose Mourinho. Yeah, he tends to only uh, be good for a couple of years, doesn't he? But we can always replace him. We can always replace him after that. It's fine. Uh, the, the Yeah, uh, Tony Adams for Home Office uh, says Guna for life. Uh, a lot of people saying Gary Lineker is Culture Secretary as well, which makes sense. I think we've got a decent cabinet shaping up here, haven't we? You know what? I think, oh, Chris Deering has said Emperor Cantona. Oh yes perfect can you create a kind of that would be like a sort of lifetime president role I suppose a head of state abolish the monarchy and have Cantona instead so he would be the new king he'd just be the king presumably sat on his throne collars up wearing the the crown I think it would work perfectly I mean I think we're in danger of um, treason if we're not careful actually yeah yeah, that's a good point. We should say we, we, we respect Her Majesty. We have no intent yeah. <clears throat> to overthrow the monarchy during this show, no. or indeed after. This is a hypothetical discussion about how we're, we're really happy with the status quo, of course. <laughs> I think we're playing some of them later. <laughs> we probably are. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. There's been a lot of chat, Matt, about footballers doing good during coronavirus and none more than any other than former Newcastle ace, Fastino Asprea, who was pledged to give away a million condoms. (laughs) What a lovely guy. But isn't he just doing it because, like, they're coming to the end of their use-by date or something like that, is that? We should be clear, Fastino Asprea is part of a condom business. He's not just giving away his own personal stash. Um, He says he's got... Over three and a half million condoms left. And until they can reopen the factory, they're not going to make any more. So he says to help the population, he's going to start giving them away. Now, this has got a lot of press attention, but the devil is in the detail. He says, I'll give away a box of condoms as a gift for the purchase of a box of three. Ah, so you've got to buy got three to offer. get one free, but that's a four for three offer. That's an awful deal. That's an awful deal. And look, these condoms, I don't know if you've seen them, they've got a picture of his face on the package. <laughs> I mean, a Fastino's gurning face is not something you particularly would want to see uh, during the height of passion, I would suggest. But, you know, <laughs> bizarre. He's got four million left. I mean, this is the crisis he's needed. If only everyone yeah. had to stay at home, I'd shift this four million in no time. <laughs> 
finally can get rid of it. It's weird that that became his sideline, isn't it? After being an amazing footballer, he was suddenly like, yes. like you say, a lot of footballers used to go on and run run pubs or you know work as a pundit. He went into the prophylactic game and he went big. <laughs> he just bought loads. Yeah. He bought a job lot. I mean, they the said my legs looked like they were made of rubber, and it kind of got me thinking. You know, it was just. <laughs> Ah, it, it was the logical conclusion. Why not other parts of me? I mean, it is weird. You're absolutely right. Like, most footballers are like, yeah, I want to stay in a game as a coach. It's either there, open a pub or open a condom factory. You know, I mean, they're the only yeah. things you could do as football. It's amazing. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Now, the last few weeks we've been bringing you live updates from the past. Last weekend, we did classic FA Cup finals. And this weekend, we're doing classic league and Scottish Cup finals. There's so many to pick from, Matt. Oh, yeah. There's been so many great ones over the years. But uh, there's a few key ones coming in. A few people that a lot of people suggested. A few games, sorry, that a lot of people suggested. And I think we've picked the right ones today, Forley. Yes. I mean, some classics. Although, looking at the list we've we've whittled down purely for entertainment value for the, for the game, we, we picked what we thought were genuinely the best four of the last three or four decades. None are in the 90s. We've got two in the 80s and two in the noughties. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe the '90s was a bit of a, a low patch for the for the League Cup. What was it? It, it? You know, the sponsorship changes a lot. I think the '90s was Coca-Cola Cup, wasn't it? I don't think yeah, it was particularly the golden era. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, I just love the way the sponsors have changed. My favourite ever sponsor was Milk. That when it was the Milk Cup, just the dairy industry getting together and going, "We're just going to sponsor this trophy." But sponsored by Milk, amazing. Yeah, you're right. It would be like having the FA Cup sponsored by eggs. Yeah, or potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> the potato um, cup. <laughs> no one. So, Matt, we, 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 we've got four games here. We'll cover two each. Which two are you covering? I'm going. I'm going to do two. Eighty-eight and eighty-nine. So it's Ooh. Luton Town. Luton Town involved involved in both. So if you're listening in Luton, you know, stick around for the next couple of hours. Uh, highs and lows for the Hatters uh, against uh, potentially. We don't know what the scores are going to be uh, just yet. Obviously, uh, Luton against <laughs> Arsenal in eighty-eight, and then in eighty-nine, uh, Luton uh, return to Wembley to play Nottingham Forest in the in the, in the League Cup final. Uh, it was Rumblows after it was Littlewoods in 89. And then after that, in 90, it became Rumblows, didn't it? So it's Littlewoods Cup Finals. That's right. Now I'm covering two from the 2000s. In 2007, the Scottish Cup Final, the Scottish League Cup Final between Hibernian and Kilmarnock. Obviously, we had Hibs on last week yes. when they got tonked 5-1 by Hearts in the Scottish Cup Final. So maybe we can make amends with the green half of Edinburgh this week. Yes. And in 2011, the Arsenal-Birmingham City Final from Wembley. Oh, lovely. So we'll be bringing you live goal updates from 1988, 1989, 2007 and 2011, which sounds mad, but honestly, I actually prefer this to doing live games. I do as well. It's better. It's much more fun. Because you get to handpick, you know, we're not picking nil-nils. There's guaranteed, well, let, let's play, who knows? Who knows what may have happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight, we nine, hope eight, there's going to be goals. These games show real potential for goals. As well as actual goals as well. We've got your personal own goals from the week, all coming up on Rock and Roll Football. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. 
sounds the air horn in 1988 because Matt Dyson is at Wembley. Yes, and we already have a goal for Luton Town against Arsenal. A free kick is not cleared by the Gunners' defence. Uh, Foster, with his big white headband, his trademark white headband, uh, quick thinking, manages to slip an angled pass into Brian Steen. The Luton Town striker scores a lovely goal as he drills it into the bottom corner. Luton Town 1, Arsenal nil. Oh, an excellent start for the Hatters back in well, 1988. Yeah. The atmosphere there must be so special, Matt. It really is. It's going off here. No one expected Luton <laughs> to be start, starting the game like this. Unbelievable. Still goalless between uh, Forrest and Luton in 89 and Hibson Kilmarnock in 2007 and Birmingham and Arsenal in 2011. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's a double air horn. <laughs> Because Birmingham have taken the lead in 2011 at Wembley. Birmingham City, Zigic has scored. The underdogs are a goal up, Dyson. The huge Serbian striker, wasn't he massive? Was he one of the most incredibly lanky footballers? I think he was like six foot seven or something, Zigic. Absolutely huge. What a goal, what a start. It's pandemonium at Wembley. And the second air horn is for Hibs. In the Scottish League Cup final in 2007, they are 1-0 up against Kilmarnock. Rob Jones scoring for their hippies. Oh, yes. Cracking start to the Scottish League Cup final. Early goals in both of them. I've got yeah. a soft spot for Hibs and Hearts because of Edinburgh, which I go to every year. But the Edinburgh Festival doesn't look oh. like it's happening this year, Dyson. Yeah, that's right. It's all off, isn't it? It's been cancelled. I thought it might oh, be absolutely. all sorted by August, but no. You spend the whole month up there as well, don't you? For the whole of August. Well, that's it. I mean, because I live in London, I, I then get to go and live in Scotland for a, a month, a year, and it's just... I mean, the thing I'm going to miss most, I think, is the fresh air and the clean tap water. Oh, yes, yeah. And that it's, the healthiest, I, it's the healthiest dose of air I get throughout yeah, the Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Soft, is it soft water or hard water up there? I never know which is, which is good. Hard water's bad. That's what okay. we get in London. Yeah, yeah that's, soft that means water. It's full, that's what gives you a limescale kettle. Ah, uh, yes. I tell you what, right. actually, have you ever descaled a kettle? <laughs> I, ne- I never have, you know. I've never done it. I just thought if it was covered in limescale, I'd just buy a new one. They're quite cheap, aren't they? But have you? You've got to do it. You've got to do it. I've I've descaled our kettle twice in the last few months, which just goes to show how, well, firstly, yeah. how m- much tea we drink, but also how <laughs> bad the water is here. Oh, mate, yeah, I imagine. I've never, had my t- yeah. I've never had my teeth whitened, but I imagined it's the next best thing. Really? You just pour yeah. this solution into the kettle. And yeah. it fizzes, and then it's just the shine. You've got to descale a kettle. Oh, You've got to get wow. it on your bucket list. I'm going, okay. That's on my lockdown bucket list. I'm definitely going to do that. Oh, wait a minute. I've got one of those ones you stick on the hob. It's not an electric kettle. Is that fine? I think it'll just work with the same, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's about the interior. You, you're not descaling the exterior of it. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's just the interior. But it's around the yeah, filaments, yeah, yeah. you see. Because I have one that I just put on the hob, the old classic whistling kettle, the old school... Oh. I don't think it, there's as much fur, there's no filament, so there's not as much lime scale. But, but I might just do it anyway, what the heck? Just do it, because then when you peek inside, honestly, there'll be people up and down the country listening to this saying yes. And if you've, if you've been looking at that kettle thinking, oh, I need to do something about it, go to your local hardware store or yeah. order it on the internet. It's just these little pouches, the instructions are on the box. It is so satisfying. You oh. really feel like you've achieved something. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> oh, I feel so sad. Does it leave a taste? Is that afterwards, you know, or do you have to like rinse drink it out it. a bit? No, you mean do you have to rinse it out a lot? Clear, don't do you? not drink it. <laughs> do you, but does it? You know, once you've rinsed it, is there still a little taste of some sort of no, harsh no, chemical it just tastes, cleaner? It tastes so much better afterwards. Does it? Wow. But I, I don't tend to drink straight from the kettle. No, no. Like Pop the tiger who came to tea, yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I don't know how to break this to you. There's even more air horn action. And this yes. time, it is in 1989. Luton, Nottingham Forest, and I've got to tell you, Dyson, it's bad news for the Reds. Forest are losing yes. 1-0 to second division yeah. Luton. Yeah, I mean, Luton certainly seemed to start League Cup finals way. Well, Brian Steen put them up early on last year in 88. Now in 89, Mick Harford, big Mick Harford, has got the first goal here at Wembley. Uh, Luton Town 1-0 up against Nottingham Forest. I did not see it going this way, especially I was there at Wembley behind the goal in the period of inflatables, inflatable bananas, yes. inflatable tricky trees. I had an inflatable skeleton, me and my brothers, for some reason, that we would hold aloft. Uh, when when we scored, uh, but currently Forrester trailing, no inflatables being held aloft at this stage. So 1988 and 1989, Luton are winning 1-0 in both of their cup finals. Uh, now footballers at the moment in 2019 are in lockdown. Kevin De Bruyne, apparently due to the lockdown, has announced that um, he wants to extend his career longer than he said he would because the lockdown... Yeah. It's basically put him off staying at home, which is is pretty harsh on his wife. I'll tell you what, I'm just being at home with you. Never again. Oh, I'm going to play as long as I can. (laughs) Anything to get me out of the house. I suppose it is a glimpse into a footballer's retirement, what life will be like. And they can't go out and play golf. So, you know, they are are screwed in a way, aren't they? So I think, yeah, I'd like to see De Bruyne play for as long as he can. He's an amazing talent. I think this is one positive to come out of coronavirus. Yeah, I thought I wanted to retire in my 40s, but after spending all that time in my life, I reckon I might do another 20 years. I reckon I could do it into my 60s, you know. I think I'd be fine. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I'll just keep going until I drop. Well, you're you're obviously at home with, with the family, uh, Dyson, mm. and, and if anything, you've you've extended your career at home. With your podcast. <laughs> yes, my podcast. Well, I mean, loving the time of corona is what it's called. Uh, because I was spending so much time at home, my wife thought it would be a good idea to start documenting our experiences of being on lockdown, stuck in a house 24 hours a day with three children. And yeah, now it's be- it's, it, it has become a podcast. It's out there now. Uh, do download and subscribe if you can. Uh, Forty, you've even had a listen to it, which, you, which is very nice of you to say nice comments about it. Seems to be going down. Mate, well. I absolutely loved it. It's my favourite podcast. It's so good, and because I mean, it, it it makes it feel like I'm seeing you every day, which is lovely. But you're oh, yes. both really funny, and it's just a really warm house you live in. You know, atmosphere. Well, because the heat is the heat never is let me in. Constantly, <laughs> the heat yeah. is on constantly. Next time you're up this way, come round, mate. Come round. More I'd than love welcome. to be. You, you, you're both really. It's such a good podcast, and I just think it will keep so many people company during this period. Well, that's it's a really it. good idea. Yeah, we're here sort of in solidarity, going through the same things as everyone else. And yeah, it's a little diary update every day. It's about 10, 15 minutes long. Have a listen when you're having a cup of tea or something. It might stop Kevin De Bruyne prolonging his career. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. He's like, I can't keep listening to these Dyson podcasts. <laughs> I need to get out of the house. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. 
sound the air horn again. Because in 2011, Arsenal have drawn level. Andre Arshavin equalising for the Gunners. Oh, in the 39th minute, and this League Cup final is now finally balanced, Matt Dyson. Very exciting. One all at this station. Approaching half time, we are now, of course, in all these uh, League Cup and Scottish League Cup finals. Uh, but this should be a good one, this Arsenal Birmingham game. Well, it's already shaping up to be one all. Arsenal, of course, the strong favourites. That early Birmingham goal was a shock, but maybe the favourites now starting to put their their stamp on this. And you'd have to say the bookies would be saying that Arsenal Wenger's men more than likely to win the League Cup you'd have thought in so. 2000. And, and do I'm not talk like an actual. <laughs> yeah, um, do not bet in play on these games, by the way. Just a warning, guys. Uh, do not go try and put money on these. the outcome of these games. Uh, they're not happening in real time. Although, if you do know the results and they let you bet on it, I mean... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it could be worth a go. <laughs> free money. Um, obviously, that won't be the case. So just... <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, you know, I genuinely wouldn't no, that I thought you'll be, will I you'll get be in, laughed out of the book. Will bookies. I get in trouble for encouraging betting in the past? Um, now, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has said that players who are in lockdown can get their wives and girlfriends, their wags, to help them train at home by, as he put it, putting some crosses in. <laughs> he, he thinks they're going to help train the stars in the back garden. Can you see this working, Dyson? Start having a kick around with the husbands. It seems incredibly unlikely. But, you know, you'd have to have quite a big garden as well to be putting crosses in uh, for, for the footballers to head. But I suppose they have got big gardens. That's not going to be the issue. It's just whether the wives and girlfriends are going to want to get involved. It seems unlikely. Certainly not Kevin De Bruyne's wife, who's, who's clearly very annoyed with him. <laughs> <laughs> the, those two are, they're not off. getting on. They are not getting on, clearly. <laughs> but imagine the pressure of having to train a Premier League footballer if you can't play football. It, the, the relationships are going to break down. No, hit it with the laces onto the back post. What was that? Where was that? No, bend your knee. Come on, love. Be a nightmare. Imagine the poor wife. I, I'm kicking no ball, Jamie. No, not in these heels, babe. No, 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 no! I <laughs> don't bring that ball near me. Ah, so dirty! <laughs> Just think it's outrageous of Ollie. What is Ole thinking? Suggest. I mean, you know. Well, I reckon you back in my day, we, 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 we get we, we get wife to put ball in net, and I'd, I'd go back post, you go front post, and we, we'd do keep your bees together. But uh, you know that was just back in our day, like. Yeah, no Rabatti would cross a few in, wouldn't she? <laughs> I mean, he is from Norway, lest, lest we forget. <laughs> Why? What's that got to do with it? No, I'm just saying. We oh, you think this is like some sort of outlandish from... Scandinavian? <laughs> we keep making out that he's from the north the north of England, but that's because of his accent, obviously, because of his... Well, he does sound like that, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson bringing you live updates from the past. Sound the air horn. In 1989, there's a goal, Matt Dyson. That's right. It's an equaliser for Nottingham Forest at Wembley Stadium in the 55th minute. Steve Hodge, Harry Hodge, through on goal. He's, he's fouled by the mouthy, frankly mouthy, Luton goalkeeper, Les Seeley. Always a nasty piece of work, that guy. I never liked him. He's clearly fouled, uh, Steve Hodge. It's a clear penalty. Up steps Nigel Clough, son of Brian, who watches on from the dugout as Clough 
equalises from the penalty spot with aplomb. It's one all, Forest against Luton in 89. Come on, you. I mean, Les Seeley, you're absolutely right. Even as a kid, he sounds like he sounds like a rogue character from Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah, he does. Les Seeley. Yeah, real attitude on him. Always remember, just the real attitude. Was never happy with any any decision by the ref. He'd be drinking in the Rovers with a leather jacket, trying to crack onto Rita. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He'd be a love rat, a classic Cory love rat. <laughs> I mean, I'm not commenting. I'm not commenting on his personal life. I don't know what he's like in real life, but if he was in Coronation Street, he would be a love rat. <laughs> we should make it absolutely clear: the real Les Seeley is a man we respect as a goalkeeper. We're just yes. saying, hypothetically, were he to play a character in Coronation Street, That's he'd it. be foul. <laughs> Kicking you into shape It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast Sound the air horn in 2007 Because Hibs are now 2-0 up at Hamden over Kilmarnock Looking to erase last week's memory When they were beaten 5-1 at Hamden in the Scottish Cup final uh, By their local rivals Hearts now, we were t- it was April Fool's Day in the week, Dyson. I don't know if you yes, got April Fool's Day. Of course, yeah. No, I didn't get, I didn't fall for any, to be honest. Did you? No, I, I got a mate with one, um, which um, is unbroadcastable. But I, it's the same uh, mate I get every year. I've got him 10 years. Paul McCaffrey, friend of the show, a great yeah. comedian. Oh, yeah. I, I've got him every year for the last 10 years. Wow, he falls for it every time. Every time. He is an absolute. I'll give you his number if you like. It's brilliant fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but there was a, the, there was a debate in the week over whether this was or wasn't an April Fool. Norwich's defender Tim Closer <laughs> posted a photo of himself watching Netflix, but one of the other tabs open on his laptop was um, for a different, very different type of website. Yeah, <laughs> um, a, a naughty website, which some people yes. thought was an April Fool. Was part or, or, or seemed to be part of the uh, part of the stunt, perhaps. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Or was it? Actually, has he actually been caught out uh, getting up to no good? Uh, or was it deliberate? Was it like a little joke? Because I think w- w- the search on the on the on the website involved, I think, was about staying safe and staying at home. Was it or something? I yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, the problem is if it's an, if it's an April Fool. The joke is on himself, so it doesn't work. Yeah, I know. I don't. And, and if it's just a joke uh, that he is on that illicit website looking for how to uh, have advice on st- uh, staying at home and staying safe, it's not a particularly funny joke either, is it? No, it's a bad joke. But you know, he's basically pranked himself. It's like going, "Ah, April Fool! I convinced myself <laughs> I'd won the lottery." Ah, oh, I got it. Yeah. Oh, now I look like an idiot in front of thousands. Yeah. It's a massive own goal. It is a massive own goal, which is a seamless segue into this week's own goals. <laughs> All week we've been asking you to tweet us at R&R Football and keep them coming in. Your personal own goals from the week. Which one have you got there, Matt? Hi, guys. This is from Harry in London. There's never a good time to drop and smash a jar of pasta sauce. But imagine the look I got from everyone when I did this on Tuesday. A big thank you to all the Balham Sainsbury's staff who were very understanding. And sorry to everyone who gave me the evil eye about my smashed doll Mio. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he he didn't take a replacement if it helps. So that's, you know, that's fair enough. We thought, okay, I'll just live without pasta sauce for now. But what a time to be smashing pasta sauce. There's so much stockpiled pasta out there. People are going to have to eat it dry if he carries on like that. You cannot, I mean, waste food at a time like this. Talking of which, no. Sarah in Windsor says, my toaster is broken, so we're all using the grill instead. I burnt six pieces of toast, set off the fire alarm, and then realised that was the end of the loaf. Oh, no. Oh, that's hellish. Oh, dear. Not even a crust Abs- to be used. I'd have eaten it. I'd have absolutely eaten it. Just scrape off the you scrape off the back stuff, don't you? And then it's, it's actually not that bad. Yeah, I scraped off some mould off the butter recently. Is that... Oh, should I have no. just thrown it away? Yeah, I do sometimes do that. You know, when you get with a jar of jam... I'll, uh, there's often some uh, mould on the top. I sort of just scoop all that out, get rid of it, make sure it doesn't touch anything. And then I think the jam underneath is still good to go. Yeah, I mean, this isn't strict health advice. Don't follow us to the letter here. <laughs> no. We're just saying that in the past, we have done things that we're not proud of. <laughs> but you can't, Including, I mean, uh, in Dyson's case, eating mould. We're just trying to not waste food. And that is, a, that is an admirable goal, especially at this time. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's time for some double air horn action in 2007 and 1989. Firstly, let's go to Wembley in 1989. Dyson, what's the latest? Where Nottingham Forest have gone 2-1 up. Joyous scenes here at Wembley Stadium. Ooh, Tommy Gaynor with a cross into the box. Neil Webb looked like he could have been offside, to be honest. All the the Luton defence had pushed out and left him there. He was onside. There's no flag from the linesman. And he's... Uh, controlled the ball and slotted it past Les Seeley uh, in the 69th minute here at Wembley Stadium. Forest have gone 2-1 up. Got to tell you, Hamden is rocking in 2007. Hibernian are now 3-0 up over oh. Stephen Fletcher, who I'm sure has a glittering career ahead of him, has scored for Hibs. Oh, my word. Two classic cup finals here, Dyson. Happy high bees, which is nice after all the joyous jambos last week. It's nice to level them <laughs> out a bit. <laughs> oh, man. I would love to. I mean, it's bucket list stuff. I've been to a League Cup final at Wembley. I went to watch City against Sunderland when City won 3-1 a few years ago. But I really uh, want to go to an FA Cup final. I really want to go to a final at Hamden and I really want to go to an old firm. Oh, I'd love to go to an old firm, yeah. That's one that I haven't ticked off the bucket list. I've done FA Cup and League Cup, but uh, old firm would be a great occasion. What a day out that I'll would be. I'll tell you be. what, when when life is back to normal, mm. there'll be old firms to be finished off. Are there any more old firms this season? There must be. Oh, there, there normally is. A, yeah, there must be. There must be. We could try and to go come. to one before the end of the oh, season because they're going to so have to finish good, the season it? sometime. Yeah, when when and where nobody knows. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be amazing to go up to to Glasgow for one of those. Let's do an outside broadcast live from an old firm. Yeah. Two English guys, at an old firm. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong with Union Jacks? <laughs> oh, no. We'd be greeted no. like heroes actually, at Celtic Park. Actually, I might just continue self-isolating, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go. It would be good to go to one, though, and one pick each side. One pick a side. Oh, it would be great, yeah. It'd be amazing. If you had to pick, who would you be, Rangers or Celtic? 
I've always had more of a fondness for Celtic. To <laughs> We're going to get in trouble here, Ford, if we start picking sides in the uh, Glasgow derby. But I'd say yes, I've right. always preferred Celtic, mainly because my mate Kenny used to, it still does support Celtic. But then, actually, my mate Stuart supported Rangers. But I just, I just feel a fondness for the green and white hoops for some reason. It's an iconic kit. I, well, you know what, Matt? I respect both sides equally. Yes, <laughs> so do I, yeah. Let's do a woke old firm. Me and you up there, spreading a bit of love. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. It's double air horn action from the past. Both. At 1988, what is happening, Matt Dyson? Suddenly, the Arsenal comeback is on. Two goals in the space of three minutes. A scrappy goal from Hayes brings it level. And then Alan Smith has slotted home for Arsenal to put them 2-1 up in the 75th minute here at Wembley. It's completely turned around. Uh, Luton had the lead and now Arsenal are in front. Oh, my word. I wonder how that's going to finish now. There's only about 15 minutes left. It appears to be all over for Luton, surely. Oh, my word. No own goals yet in that game, although we we have got some of your own goals from your personal lives. These are amazing. Chris on Twitter got in touch. He said, I've been doing an online training course for an engineering programme. I started swearing because I wouldn't do what it wants because it wouldn't do what I wanted it to. At some point, I stated, "Why would anyone do this as a job? It's not very good." Or similar expletives. I realised my mic was still on when everyone burst oh, out laughing. Dear. Oh, that's no. from uh, that's from Gordon Brown in uh, Fight. <laughs> Oh, dear. Ed Morris uh, was on his son's push scooter the other day on his way to the shop uh, when he got the very small front wheel caught in the gap between the paving slabs and went A over T. The occupants of the bin lorry who witnessed this were not very supportive. As a 49-year-old man, I should have known better. That is is the real danger when you ride a kid's scooter. I've been riding one recently when we go out for a lot of... When we ride get our allotted hour of exercise because the kids have got two three-wheeler scooters and one two-wheeler but they can't balance on the two-wheeler so I've been going on the two-wheeler and I had a very similar incident as someone was waiting to let us pass to social distance I hit a curb and uh, the harsh metal on the scooter whacked the back of my heel and I came off it and it's so embarrassing when you fall off a child's scooter I mean there's not many things more embarrassing than falling off a child's scooter I feel your pain, Oh, Ed. Dyson, you look like a man having a midlife crisis. <laughs> no. Look, it's actually quite fun, scooting around uh, the village. No, the don't most... get you... Don't start coming into work on one. No, no, don't worry. I'm not going to do that. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to get a motorised one for, to, to commute with. Why do people... I mean, I know this is a time when we need to bind together in unity and harmony, <laughs> but still... But why? I mean, this is a time, you know what? The government could take swift action on stuff like this and ban a load of stuff that people don't like anyway yeah. and just say, just, yeah, actually, fast track the new rules. Yeah. Yeah. We're batting adults on scooters. It's just, unless maybe they're walking their kids and then it's different. But if an adult goes yeah. to work on a scooter, it's 10 years. You're looking at a 10 stretch, Sam. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It's triple air horn action in the past. And I don't know how to break this to you. Two games in the 80s involving Luton. Dyson, what's happening? 
First, Nigel Clough has scored a third for Nottingham Forest. Another cross from Ooh, Tommy Gaynor. And now they're 3-1 up at Wembley in the 77th minute. Surely on course to win the League Cup sponsored by Littlewoods in 1989. Also in 88, there's been so much action going on. Arsenal were awarded a penalty after Rocky Rocastle was fouled in the box. Andy Dibble saved Nigel Winterburn's spot kick. It was an amazing save to turn it around the post and then in the 83rd minute just three minutes later up pops uh, Harry Wilson uh, to head the ball into the Arsenal goal from a Mockstein cross it's game on two all here at Wembley in 88 thrilling finishes and in 2007 Kelly have pulled a goal back at Hamden Gordon Greer scoring for Kilmarnock there's still potentially a good 15 minutes left so perhaps Kilmarnock could cause an upset here. Hibbs winning 3-1. Oh, this is... Th- you know what? I remember that. I remember that 1989 final, Dyson. And I've watched oh, the video yes, so many so times. Good. And I remember the commentator when Nigel Clough scores. And he goes, Nottingham Forest now with some valuable breathing space. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it... I think it was... Was it Brian Moore that was commentating uh, at the time? I think... And actually, when uh, when Wilson scored that equaliser for Luton, it was Brian Moore on the ITV commentary. Uh, Danny Wilson. I think I said Harry Wilson earlier. Danny Wilson. Uh, as he ran off and scored, uh, the commentator said, Can you believe it? He wants to. He's made sure that we have to believe it. <laughs> what a, a ridiculous <laughs> line. A ridiculous Absolute gibberish. improvisation. Now, I've been talking about footballers trying to do their bit during coronavirus. Former Hamburg keeper Benedict Plique has opened a chain of adult stores. Um, (laughs) And he claims he's also doing his bit to help the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, I've got to say, Dyson, I don't think this is the cure. Um, I think he's sort of trying it on a bit. Well, look, we tried social distancing. We tried self-isolation and washing our hands all day. We gave a bit of skimpy lingerie a go and it worked a treat. (laughs) surely surely not another interesting sideline for a retired footballer i hope he uh, stocks asprilia's condoms in in this this sex shop of his (laughs) you know what as well because he started selling they've started selling toiletries to try and help out like toilet roll and stuff like that Uh, i mean what an excuse for the people going there now i've told you what i was doing in there i had to pick up some marigolds and that's the only place that sells them Yes, I know they've got clamps on them, but that was the only sort they had left. (laughs) You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn five times because it is a quintuple air horn. My word, goals going in everywhere. These League Cup and Scottish League Cup finals coming to astounding finishes. Let's go first to the 1980s. Matt Dyson. Uh, Yes, 88. And would you believe it? Luton have scored what appears to be a winner. Brian Steen's second goal of the afternoon. They're now beating Arsenal 3-2. Just a minute to go here at Wembley. It could be Luton's first ever major trophy this afternoon. It's actually a quadruple air horn, not a quintuple. I've got myself all excited here because (laughs) Hibs have scored a fourth and a fifth. Stephen Fletcher scoring his second goal for Hibs to make it 5-1 in the 87th minute. And 
this is incredible. In 2011, Birmingham against Arsenal. It looked oh, to be heading yeah. to extra time. In the 89th minute, Obafemi Martins has scored for Birmingham City for a great, famous cup final upset. It is Birmingham 2, Arsenal 1. So, Dyson, what does that do to the final scores from these classic league and Scottish League Cup finals? Well, Nottingham Forest have held on for a 3-1 victory at Wembley in 89. They lift the Littlewoods Cup and Luton uh, in 88. Uh, the team that Nottingham Forest beat in 89 have won in 88 against Luton. This is quite confusing, isn't it? They've beaten Arsenal 3-2. <laughs> An amazing late comeback. Man of the match, Andy Dibble with that penalty save. An absolute classic 95,000 here at Wembley to watch Luton Town beat Arsenal 3-2. In 2007, Hibernian have beaten Kilmarnock 5-1 at Hampden to win the Scottish League Cup. And in 2011, Birmingham City won the great Wembley upsets of all time, yeah, beating Arsenal 2-1 to win the League Cup. Absolutely incredible. We've got to decide during the week what genre of games we do next weekend. Yes, we have. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what have we got left to do? Maybe we should go to Europe, perhaps. Could do Champions League games. I mean, of course, we don't just have to do finals. We could just get people to suggest their favourite games. I mean, we have entire football history to draw on. That's true, yeah. We don't need to box ourselves in. We could do any any classic games. Dyson, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you um, and broadcasting alongside you both from isolation in these um, surreal times. Yes, you enjoy that ride on your your exercise bike this afternoon, Fordy. I hope it flies by. I will do, mate. I might pitch a, a podcast for me in my exercise bike, Exercise in the Time of Corona as a kind of um, <laughs> as a sister podcast. Great idea. Yeah, I'll join you as a guest on my child's scooter. Yes, for your new podcast, Midlife Crisis in the Age of Corona. <laughs> yeah. Course. Take I'm care of yourselves. Wash your. Sorry, speaking of midlife crisis, because I can't go to the barbers to have a haircut. I haven't had a haircut in about two months. I'm I'm thinking of fashioning it into a ponytail. <laughs> Are you going to get your ear pierced as well? <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. I'm going to look so different well, when you see me next. I can't wait to see you, mate. But until then, wash your hands, follow the latest government advice, and stay safe. <laughs> Well, there you go, another another rock and roll football, an X-rater, too hot. I was going to say too hot for radio. It was broadcast on the radio. It was on the radio, yeah. Ah, well. Some saucy was, stuff pretty... in there, Dyson. Yeah, yeah, really, really uh, randy content, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe All that's what we should do, maybe. <laughs> maybe this is a message from the universe. Maybe we need, maybe it should be... Rock and Randy football. Randy football? <laughs> Randy, Randy and roll football. Roll football. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Hot and heavy. Here, isn't it? Hot and heavy football. <laughs> Rock and roll football late. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yes. Many, yeah. So many footballers, yeah, just uh, retiring from the game and deciding to just explore their other passions in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to pursue my other passion, which was... Passion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Dyson, it's been a pleasure, mate. I'm glad that you and the family are well. And to all of you listening, um, thank you for downloading this. Do hit subscribe. You've got a bit of extra time on your hands, one would hope. So uh, leave an iTunes review. And um, it's just such a pleasure making this show. And we just love reliving these amazing games from the past. 
And send us your stories. Tweet us, football at absoluteradio.co.uk if there's a funny story from the week you think we might have missed. Or tweet us at rnrfootball for your own goals. And do let us know who would you put in, which footballers would you put in the cabinet? Ta-ra. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.